two, three, testing. Welcome back to a Spiritual Tradie podcast. Today, I've been lucky enough to be joined by Jimmy Fern, and he uh, works full-time, and in his spare time, he uh, gets about running something called Men's Collective. I'd like to get him to share that with us today. How are you going, Jimmy? Yeah, really well. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, you want to give us a little bit of a backstory, let everyone know where you're coming from? Yeah, cool. So... Um, I started the men's collective a couple of years ago now with a friend of mine called Luke Wallace, and um, we've been working with an organisation running large-scale events for men and women, and we found that um, in most cases the men struggled to kind of open up and share when surrounded by other guys and, and women in a large space, and so we um, I went on a bit of a journey to try and find a place where guys could go where they could connect with other guys um, that was safe and held and where they could be vulnerable and talk about stuff that you otherwise wouldn't talk about with your mates or perhaps you would just after four or five beers. Yeah, so sober and um, being able to open up and ex- express yourself as a bloke. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so I went, mm. um, went and researched and found like a whole stack of different men's groups that were out there that were available, um, but found that well, most of them either fell into one of two categories. They were, part of them were, were, were like pitched more towards my dad's age bracket. So guys that were going through things like divorce, midlife crisis, facing like bankruptcy or they'd had a heart attack or a stroke or the kids had left home and they were um, having a bit of a kind of identity crisis about who am I now if I'm none of that stuff. And they were kind of forced into this position of like, shit, I need to be able to connect to people. I need to express what's going on. Um, a lot of the time, kind of it's like stress and um, trapped emotion can kind of manifest in heart attacks and stroke and stuff like that. Yep. Whereas for myself and the guys that I was surrounded by, um, we weren't thinking about divorcing. We were wondering whether we we're going to get married or not. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We weren't worried about our kids leaving home and who are we then? Like we're worried, do we have kids or not? Yeah. We weren't worried about our businesses going bankrupt. We were worried about whether we start a business or not. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just didn't really kind of feel like I related. And then there were some other ones that were perhaps a little bit better suited to our age bracket. Um, my age bracket, I'm 32. Um, but they were quite, I don't know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, they were a little bit kind of, a little bit weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, I wanted to go to a space where I felt completely comfortable where, yep. say, I don't know, my brothers are tradies, they're, they're builders. So I wanted a place where they could go and could feel really comfortable and where the guy who's working at a bank in the city, he can go there and feel comfortable and feel at home where someone who's working in an advertising agency or a creative agency somewhere, they could walk in and feel completely at home. Um, and some of the other ones that were out there were a little bit just kind of weird. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Being smudged at the front door and like kind of incense burning and a little bit over like the top talking sticks and all this stuff. And I don't know. I was like, come on, like, yeah, like we're guys. We don't need to hand our masculinity over at the door to be able to connect. I think we can still maintain a lot of that stuff and and keep it pretty kind of fun and lighthearted, but serious at the same time. If it needs to be. So you decided just to create your own your own thing called the Men's exactly. Collective? Exactly. We were lucky enough. Um, uh, a great man, Jim Steins, his, um, his widow, um, Sam Steins, actually had a house in um, just off Chapel Street and she donated it to us, um, to this organisation we were working for. And so the Men's Collective was kind of born out of the front room of this house. And, um, yep. and like, I think the first one we did, we had like... Um, 
We had like maybe eight or nine people in there and it was fun. It was amazing. And then the next one, word had kind of gotten out. And I think we had like maybe 40 or 50 people in there. Wow, yeah, We right. couldn't fit it in the room, so we had it across two rooms. Yeah. And so Luke and I were trying to like facilitate these group exercises across two rooms. Yeah. And it was amazing. Like it was, it was so much fun because people really could see that we were what we were trying to do. Yeah. And so they got behind it and supported it. And it just kind of um, came from there. Cool. There's definitely a big need for it as well, obviously, creating them kind of spaces for blokes to just be totally. open. And, yeah, yeah, and I guess, I mean, my um, I guess my intentions behind it were a little bit selfish. Like I'd grown up in a family of four boys. I went to a private Catholic all-boys school. So I'd been surrounded by um, this idea of what it was to be a man. My dad was a builder, was a really kind of outgoing, physical guy. Um, some of my earliest memories of, of spending time with him was um, at a, at a house that he was renovating. And so I was like helping him carry bricks from one end of the property to the other planks of wood, stuff like that. So my idea of what it was to be a man was measured by these kind of ideas of masculinity based around physical capability and hardening up. Yes. All that stuff. Yeah. 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 And then, I don't know. And then going to a school that was very kind of sports orientated, it was all about like, I don't know, my self-worth was measured on the sports team that I was in and stuff like that. Yep. So I grew up thinking that men were meant to be this certain way, to be tough, to be strong, not to show emotion, things like that. And, and it, it was only perhaps in my mid to late 20s that I realized that it was just absolute rubbish and that it was actually a cause of a lot of the kind of hardships and the problems and the things that I was facing in my life. Like... I suffered from like anxiety, depression, um, addiction, things like that. And I never really knew like what was wrong or why I was different or what was going on. And then once I started to kind of open up and talk about actually what was going on inside me, I found that there were like hundreds, like so many guys out there going through exactly the same thing who just didn't feel that it was okay to kind of share that stuff. Like, hey, today I'm not having a great day. I'm struggling. It was like, no, got to be always Jimmy good times out there out and about. Yeah. Everything's great. Works great. Life's great. Stuff like that. Cause it was like this consistent competition. So also you touched on there, the, um, uh, addiction and you work with people dealing with addiction. So if you, would you like to open that up? Um, I've been working, um, with guys and it's all just kind of, I don't know. I found that addiction is one, um, outcome of in my opinion, repressed emotion and belief systems and stuff like that. Um, that whether your poison is alcohol, drugs, sex, pornography, there are workaholics, gambling addicts, like um, it really just kind of the list goes on. There are so many um, ways that people use things to kind of alleviate the internal discomfort and stuff like that. And my belief system around it is that if you aren't given permission to express and feel your emotions uh, and you suppress them, that they start to kind of either fester and rot in there and you get things like anxiety and depression and stuff like that or they kind of like come out the sides in fits of rage, aggression. Like They turn uh, dark yeah. in a way. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Men are like ridiculously um, represented in things like domestic violence, like incarceration, things like that, with three times more likely than women to commit suicide. Um, yeah, the statistics are out there and they're fucking scary yep. um, as to like where guys are at health-wise. Yeah. So back to the working with the people with addictions. Yeah, so I've been <laughs> <Sorry>. working at... 
tangent. It's all good. I love, I love the tangent. I, love, I, was, the I, was, tangent. I was with you the whole way. It's, it's exactly how conversations go on this. Yeah, I love totally. It. And so, um, so I found that like um, that in addiction, and, and I mean, I had my own journey with it as well. Like um, growing up, feeling like I was different, and then I didn't fit in, and then I found drugs and alcohol, and I just kind of felt like I'd found my place in the world. Like I had this level of confidence and, and, and self-assurance that otherwise I just didn't have in life. To help you keep the mask on sort of socially? A hundred percent. And yeah. like I'd go out and I'd be spending time with my brothers at the pub and we'd be watching football and things like that. And I just, I, I didn't feel as much a part of because everyone was so manly and masculine and kind of knockabout guys. And I didn't feel like I fit in, but like if I had a few beers under my belt, then I felt fine. And so I kind of created this like coping mechanism or like for me it was like my Superman cape. Mm-hmm. Like get five beers into me and some drugs and I felt amazing. Party Jimmy was back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, then I was the life of the party and I felt like I'd found my place in the world and, and it was only once I started to kind of like look at that behavior and, and, and it started to kind of have a, um, a negative effect on my life. Um, and then I realized that I, I couldn't stop or that I preferred my life when I was using drugs but with all the consequences, I was kind of in a bit of a catch-22. And so um, I went on a bit of a journey of my own of um, exploring a whole lot of different things. But um, You don't want to mention any of them? I'd love to hear you talk about whatever you've explored. Totally, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it was – I'd love to say it was one thing, but, I mean, I, I yeah. took part in, in 12-step fellowship. Um, I have practiced meditation quite regularly for the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a massive part of it was – um, kind of changing my life to to bring people into it who supported me for the person that I was and not for this image that I was trying to project project out into the world of who I thought I was meant to be. Exactly right, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, having people around me who I could be really open and honest with and talk to them about what was going on for me, that's been a massive part of my journey and it, it was a large motivator for why I wanted to start the Men's Collective because mm-hmm. I, I, I wholeheartedly believed that guys needed these spaces and that, that quite often, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, that the time when guys really open up and start to connect with each other is when they've got like four beers under their belt and they kind of like, yeah. yeah, all that kind of anxiety and fear and stuff is kind of behind them and it's like, wow, so what's really going on? Oh, well, I'm really struggling and this is happening and that's happening. Yeah. But there's no way of then taking that back out into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not able really so much to be integrated. Like, yeah, it's out there, but then there's kind of like you wake up the next day and there's that kind of emotional hangover of like, ooh, what did I say? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And and then you can deny that it even happened. I was yeah. just drunk or whatever and play on with continuing the life that isn't working. Totally. And there's that whole aspect of like if I'm showing you who I am and it's under the mask of alcohol and drugs and stuff like that. Like how much am I really showing you who I am? Mm. And quite often behind this stuff that guys don't necessarily talk about is like guilt and shame and and fear and things like that. And if there's one thing that I know about that stuff is it it grows in the darkness. Like the more that you hide it away, the more power that you give to it. And so Yes, it can be, it can feel like a bit of a weight off your chest when you are half cut and you're kind of talking to your mate about what's going on, but is it really kind of solving the problem? Is Are you really allowing yourself to be seen by your mate? Mm-hmm. And so. also, I think it's it's important to note that a lot of these things that you're talking about, we can't, we don't actually have conscious access to, and that a lot of the time we can be feeling bad 
for reasons unknown and um, we can sort of express that we're feeling bad when we're drunk but not actually know how to c- contact and feel, like actually feel the emotion, connect to the feeling and then release it by healing it. And um, we're not, so we're not actually doing that kind of work as well. Totally. Yeah, drunk. 100%. And there's like, um, I, was, uh, I was laughing with a friend of mine. Um, I, was, I, I went and um, I, got the, I got the notes from a women's workshop and they were, there was like this big emotional wheel on it and like um, an emotions wheel <laughs> and seeing all the different emotions that were in there and, and, and then like a scale of kind of mental health and like where you're at as far as like your optimal and then like really, really struggling, like you need serious attention. Yeah. Um, and, and I was laughing because the men's scale of mental health is like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm okay, I'm fine, stop <laughs> asking me. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm fucked. Breakdown. Like, yeah, yeah, breakdown. Total breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's not really anything in between. Whereas, like, for women, there's, like, this whole scale of, like, yeah, I'm feeling all right. But, like, yesterday I felt a bit worse, but I'm feeling a bit better today. And yeah. and there's, like, that there's that dialogue around it. Whereas for guys, it's like, how are you going? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? It's like, there's this, it's like a return serve. There's no, <laughs> there's no, like, oh, yeah, how am I actually feeling? How honest is the answer that I'm giving? Oh. Also, you mentioned about 12 steps and mm. um, you currently, you participate in helping people in that now? Yeah. yeah. So I've, um, I've been kind of um, pretty active in that. Um, I sponsor or mentor a group of guys in taking them through it. Um, <clears throat> and I've recently started to kind of venture out and, um, and, and do a little bit more kind of private coaching stuff with people who perhaps don't identify with a particular 12 step kind of model mm-hmm. um, and, and, and if there's one thing that I've realised is that it's a, it's a human condition it's not necessarily something unique to someone who's um, gone through drug addiction or whether it's gambling addiction or alcohol addiction um, it's actually, it's a human thing, um, it's just the way in which we solve those problems and I believe the problem is that feeling of like internal discomfort, restlessness irritability and discontent as they refer to it You've done some retreats as well, would you like to mm. open up about the retreats? Yeah, so, um, well, the Men's Collective started out, we were running um, kind of two-hour um, workshops, two to two-and-a-half-hour workshops with guys um, every fortnight. We were running them all over Melbourne from Footscray to Abbotsford to Windsor, um, literally wherever anyone would have us. And um, and Luke and I had been talking about, like, what's next for the Men's Collective? We've been running it for, like, 18 months now. Like, what's the kind of vision and it both came for both of us. It came up that we really wanted to kind of increase the impact of what it was we were doing, and um, and we realised that on like a kind of large scale, if we wanted to access more people and and kind of do a little bit more kind of collaborative events and things like that. And another one was that we wanted to actually go to a little bit more depth with the people that we are working with, and and we realised that two hours wasn't really enough time. And on a weeknight, quite often we would have guys coming from their office jobs or a big day on the tools or something like that. And they'd arrive into the space and they would spend probably the first hour and a half kind of just settling in and, and like kind of feeling comfortable and, 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 and then being ready to kind of open up and share. And then at the end of the night, they didn't want to kind of leave because all of a sudden they're feeling really open and connected and stuff. Yep. And so we thought, all right, cool, let's, let's, let's do something over an extended period of time. And so we ran a retreat for two days up in um, up in the Golden Valley on the way to the on the way to Mount Buller, and uh, and we took fifteen guys away and just journeyed like went through similar activities to what we'd been running, yeah. um, 
weaved in with like bushwalks and kind of outdoor activities and things like that. And, um, and it was just, yeah, it was amazing. One of the guys, as he was leaving, he said, um, I didn't know 90% of you when I first arrived here and yet I feel leaving today like I know you better than my own brother. Yeah, right. Powerful um, stuff, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and, and that's, I don't know, like that makes me really happy and really sad at the same time because, yeah. Um, yeah, beautiful and amazing that he was able to kind of experience that and feel connected to these guys in that way. But just I felt really sad for the fact that, um, yeah, that people go their whole lives not really getting to know each other, only really kind of touching the surface yeah. um, on this kind of superficial layer of life, but never really kind of getting vulnerable with each other. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is a bit of a bittersweet one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But um, but yeah, I don't know. That, that's the kind of stuff that really motivates me to keep doing it and. Yeah, it's um, really cool. Man. Challenging it. Really Thanks, cool. Man. <laughs> um, any is there anything else that I've that I've missed that you wanted to to chat about today at all? Yeah, I think, well, I don't know. I think there's there's a, I don't know. I watched this really cool clip. It was like uh, 10 answers to the phrase man up. Um, and, and I feel like I, 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 even though people didn't kind of always say to me like man up or things like that, it was referred in sort of different terms or no uncertain terms. Um, there's this kind of this culture of, of like man up in, in our world. and um, And I think... I don't know, and in my experience, I found that a lot of that stuff comes from um, our grandfathers and our ancestors. Like, um, for for my grandfather, uh, one of my grandfathers, he he went to the war, yeah. Um, and and I think his father probably um, had something to do with either the war or the depression, and kind of surviving those times. Um, a, a man's place in the world was pretty kind of defined for them. Yeah. Like during the depression, it's like you go to work and you work really, really hard and you provide for your family. Otherwise they starve. Yeah. Um, and so it was like kind of really super clear and defined. That's what men are meant to do. And then, um, that compounded by obviously what happened for most men in the war, um, was that they witnessed things that I don't think any man should ever have to witness. And, and, and there just weren't those supportive services to kind of work with them when they came back. I didn't have yoga back then. No. For men anyway. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. There was this kind of like old English stoic kind of image of what it was to be a man. And so these guys came back from the war having witnessed these things that they just didn't have um, the skills or the capability or the supportive services to be able to kind of, I mean, I don't think, I don't even think PTSD was a thing back don't then. I think it was, no. Yeah. yeah. And so for a lot of them, um, they came back and, and they just, they suppressed that emotion. Um, all that emotion that kind of came up around the war and then coming back and stuff. And then you suppress that, you suppress it. And then, as I mentioned earlier, like that, it just kind of comes out the sides or it, or it manifests in other things. Um, and so, yeah, like he were these, he was this whole generation of men or multiple generations of men with these <clears throat> kids, these sons, our fathers. And they're like, right, what do I need to give this boy? Discipline. Um, in life, yeah, yeah, to be able to survive. Yeah. And it was like discipline, work hard, be tough, be strong, yeah. be good to your woman, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there was like, there was no room for emotion. Yeah. There was no room for emotion in Loving there. Loving connection. Yeah, and, and I don't know, like, fuck, I, I remember being at my grandmother's funeral and um, 
and my dad was there and, and I remember looking across from him and I was like a fucking blubbering mess. Like I was just like full emotion, tears, like yep. my grandma had died and I was like, I was pretty young and I remember looking over um, at my dad and he was just staunch. Yeah. Like, like literally like no emotion, just like if anything, he looked like he was pissed off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wow, like. I shouldn't be feeling this. Like, how come I can't hold myself together yeah, like right. he can? I must be weak. Yeah. There must be something wrong with me. Um, and, and I think there is a culture amongst men um, that's not too dissimilar to that. Like, um, I've had an opportunity to go and do talks and, 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 and run the men's groups and, and in kind of working with guys one-on-one. Um, I found that, like, mo- like most guys can relate to that in some way or another, Mm. whether it was their dad or their grandfather or their uncle um, or even their teachers at school or even the guys they know at school because their dads were like that. Yeah. But there seems to be this kind of, yeah, man up, like be tough, like come on, grow a pair and things like that. Yeah, instead of dealing with what's happening. Totally. At the time, yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. And, And where is there room for people to kind of like where is a space where guys can come together and really kind of cultivate that? Because I don't know, for me, I didn't grow up with that. Yeah. No. Um, did you? No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it existed, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think there's, therein lies the kind of dichotomy of this podcast. Like yeah. Yeah. here are these kind of deep conversations, like for tradies and, and people where there is this definite fucking culture yeah. of like, you've got to be a certain way. You've got to toe the line. And be manly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I kind of want to challenge what it is to be a man. Totally. I'm, I can't agree with you more on that, mate. Absolutely. It's good. It's good. Yeah. great to be having this conversation too. Yeah. And it's yeah. interesting. Like I, um, I, I've recently kind of been in, in, a, in a relationship and, um, and uh, in the kind of early days of that, my grandfather passed away. Yeah. And I was like super tight with my grandfather. Like, yeah, like from... Birth onwards, like we were, we were close, and I, he was really active in my life. I remember we spent most Christmases with him, um, summertime down at the beach house, and um, and so I was like really close with him. And and, and when he passed away, um, I was in the middle of renovating my house, mm-hmm. and um, and and so I had this massive focus of things to be doing. Like I was getting home, and I was waterproofing the bathroom, or I was like, yeah. or I was, I was there was something to be done. I was moving materials, or I was painting something or um, finishing on nailing the cement sheet to the floor. Yeah. And, and, um, and I, I was busying myself. Yeah. And, um, and my girlfriend, she, um, she does similar work with men and women, um, coaching and, and things like that. And, and one, one afternoon she came home and she was like, um, she could see that something was up. Um, and this was like maybe a few days after my grandfather had died and I was madly kind of painting this waterproof onto the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, um, she's like, oh, have you, have you stopped? Yeah. Like, what do you mean have I stopped? She's like, you seem to just be kind of going. She's like, but like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm just getting shit just done. Paint, just painting. Just painting, babe. Just getting paint done. Babe, I'm painting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting it done. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and she's like, yeah, like, um, you, your grandfather just died. Like, mm. are you feeling it? And I'm like, ah. Oh. Am yeah. I feeling it? And then and then I realized that like that I wasn't, that I was just operating over the top of it. Yeah. Um, I wasn't feeling the emotion. And then like, I don't know, like thirty seconds later, I'm like <laughs> on the ground, like tears in her lap, just like, yeah, 
full emotion. Letting um, go, yeah. And and letting it go, and um, and there was this feeling that came up for me, which was like that internal voice was like, "What are you doing? Like, yeah. don't let her see you like this. Like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're handing it off, like you're handing over your masculinity. Like, yeah, you can't let her see that you're weak like this. And there was this fucking like internal turmoil yeah. about allowing this to happen and um and I just kind of went like you know what like fuck it like, yeah. <laughs> and I just let it come and I just let it and I let myself cry and I let myself feel it and I let it kind of happen and 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 in doing that I was able to kind of honor how much I loved my grandfather I was able yeah. to cry those tears that that symbolized how much he meant to me. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I realized how much of a healthy part of the grieving process that is. Mm. But also what I realized was that, that like in doing that, I felt more manly. I felt more masculine and I felt more connected to my partner than ever before. And yet this internal dialogue was like, don't, don't whatever you do. Yeah. Don't let us see you cry. Even even without the masculine feminine thing, it's more whole, I think, as well. We yeah. feel more human. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm doing this as a human. Yeah. Like, yeah, having this experience. Yeah. And this thing that, like, had I thought about it beforehand, I would have been like, no, definitely we're not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to go crying in front of her. We've only just met her. Like, yeah. we're only newly together. <laughs> yeah. But instead, here I was, and it brought us so much closer together Yeah. Um, for the fact. And... Um, yeah. And I realized that like behind all of that, within that emotion is like humanity. Yeah. And if you talk to me about your emotions and the way you feel about things that I can see myself in you because we're all emotional beings. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it brings us together. Mm. Oh. Uh, one other question would be, do you have anything coming up that you want to spruik? Um, anything coming up that I want to spruik? Yeah. Like any men's collective events or anything that you want to let people know where they are or. Yeah, totally. We've got um, we've got a, we've always got men's collective events coming up. So yeah. look, jump onto our Facebook page and check it out. Um, we do like kind of collaborative events with other businesses and other organisations. So yep. um, there's that's, kind of something in there for everyone. That's the men's collective on Facebook. Yeah, the yep. men's collective on Facebook. Um, we've also got a website and things like that. Um, check that stuff out. Beautiful. Well. Awesome, man. Thank you very awesome. much for coming over and spending this uh, half an hour with me. It's been epic. Yeah, you're welcome, dude. Loved it. A huge, huge thank you to everyone that's come on and um, shared their stories in the last month or so, so far, and really made doing this such a fun thing to everyone that's listening and sharing with their friends. It's um, really cool to get so much amazing feedback. And I guess it kind of just reaffirms to me that we're all here trying to work out how the hell we got here and where we're going and where it is our time and energy is best spent. And it's clear that there's no silver bullet or one solution for every problem. But I truly believe that if we have more people um, learning to tap in to themselves and follow their heart, that we're going to have um, the whole lot of us moving in a more positive direction so once again big love to everyone that's been listening and thank you very much <laughs>